Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. I hope you all had a lovely, awesome, wonderful, Jesus-filled Easter. We had a full house yesterday, and I had a full heart. Um, We had a bunch of friends over, lots of kids running around. I hid uh, Easter eggs for the kids and then wrote a poem about, I, I, we put 10 bucks in one and hit it. I hit it in the bird feeder, like in the, like in the seed, like you wouldn't have found it. And, uh, the, the kids gave up trying to find it. And I read a poem about a bird that I wrote that morning. <laughs> it was, <laughs> oh, it was good, man. It was good. If I wasn't driving, I'd pull it up and read it to you guys. But, uh, yeah, we had ham and steak and rabbit and just, dude, we, it was so great. And uh, I just started to, you know, that really affirmed for me, like, that's the way life is supposed to be. You know, a small community of families coming together with all their kids, you know, taking care of each other's kids. I was outside watching, helping with the kids doing the Easter egg hunt while one of the other moms had my kid. And it was just, you know. It was just, uh, it was really cool, you know, and uh, that's how life is supposed to be. Small communities of families just getting together and eating together, breaking bread. And, you know, we read out of uh, the end of Luke um, about the resurrection and I said a prayer over the food and just, it was just such a great, great time, man. Um, And like I said, a full house is a full heart for me. I used to, uh, I used to be um, more territorial about my space. And even leading up to yesterday, I was, you know, in all, all seriousness and honesty, I was like anxious about having a bunch of people like at my house. You know what I mean? It's been a while since we've done something like that. Um, and, uh, it was just so much fun. I, I loved it. So, uh, anyways, um, uh, hopefully you guys reflected on the meaning of Easter, why we celebrate, you know, it's, uh, all the getting dressed up and the food means nothing if we don't remember why we're we're celebrating and we're celebrating the life, death, and resurrection and the forgiveness of our sins that we have through that life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So hopefully you guys took some time to reflect on that and you know, but today what I wanted to talk to you guys about, I'm I'm doing a I'm fasting today. Um, you know, I kind of just ate whatever over the past week. Um, you know, I'm like 243, my lower back's starting to hurt. I'm starting to snore. You know, I probably had a couple more beers yesterday than I should have. So I'm going to fast today. Might even fast tomorrow. We'll see. Um, just water. I had a little bit of coffee. Just caffeine has kicked kick my day into gear. Just water today for me. Uh, and I think it's important. You should look up the benefits of fasting. Um, there's a lot of really, really great benefits to fasting. Um, you know, I think once a year, everybody should try to do a three to five day fast. Um, intermittent fasting works great. There's so much literature out there. Uh, and I myself, am not fully and completely educated on it, but there's a lot of literature that you can dig into, uh, in regards to fasting and it's good. It's very good stuff, man. It's good for you. And it's not just, you know, good because of the mental benefits, but, uh, there's a spiritual aspect to, to fasting. There's a mental and emotional aspect to fasting. Uh, and you're going to cultivate discipline and self-control and impulse control. You know, I started to realize that I was having trouble with impulse control. And I think a lot of it has to do with the cell phone. You know, I think I've trained my, we've all trained 
our brains to chase these little dopamine hits. You know, every time we open the phone, we have a notification on one of our social media accounts or, you know, it's just, uh, I've realized at some point soon, it's kind of hard right now with the way my businesses are being ran, but I'm probably going to plan out like a two to three day, even just two days uh, of absolutely no cell phone. What's like no text, no calls, no social media, nothing like not even work. I might just show up for and run my one meeting and that's it. I don't really want to be tied to my phone at all for like two days. So I'm thinking about a weekend here, Saturday and Sunday when work is a little bit lighter. Uh, my, my business is rather taking a little cell phone break. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking a lot about these things because these are things that you guys should toy around and play around with is, you know, fasting from food, fasting from social media and technology. I would love to just take my wife and my kid, my dog to a cabin somewhere for two days. Just not, not touch the cell phone. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll be not touching food. So plus I'm getting puffy. You know what I mean? I, I could just tell you know, and I start, yeah, I build my tolerance with alcohol so quickly. Like, it gets to a point where I could drink 12 beers and not and just be, feel bloated and sick and not not anything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, just taking a fast. Uh, this weekend, I'm heading to uh, Texas um, for a super secret. We're launching a big business venture. Uh, and I'm going to Texas to meet with one of the partners two of the partners actually uh, and uh man i'm just excited i can't wait we're gonna have a great time i'm gonna miss uh <clears throat> i'm gonna miss my kid though my wife obviously um i'm gonna miss the both of them a lot to be i was away for for a couple of days before to see a good friend who went through an unimaginable tragedy um but my my uh, wife's my sister-in-law my wife's oldest sister will be here with her the whole time so she won't be like i ain't leaving my wife with a newborn you know what i'm saying by itself but all that that's the update um all that aside you know from the fasting and the and the you know i really want to uh kind of zero in and touch on a couple topics today that i think are super uh important when it comes to just being a well-rounded individual so but I think about what makes a well-rounded individual well-rounded individual. I think and where I always start these conversations is with your spirituality and faith. So when I look at a list of things, what what would a well quote unquote well-rounded? I'm not talking about society's uh, definition of well-rounded. I'm talking about like what a real well-rounded man or woman uh, does, is capable of doing, and is able to do. You know, I think the first thing I think about when it comes to being well-rounded is your relationship with God. And we talked about this in the man's man episode the other day that the first place you need to start, you know, you're made, you're an image bearer of God and uh, you have no identity apart from him. That's why people that have an identity separate from God, uh, whether it's money or just other relationships, there's always pain. There's always turmoil. There's always issues. Things don't go the way that they need to go. It's just not good. When you try to live a life with your identity separate from Jesus, there is going to be suffering. Now, don't get me wrong. Following Jesus is also suffering, but it's a different kind of suffering. It's a different kind of suffering. It's more of a persecution type suffering. It's more of a dying to the flesh type of suffering. The suffering imposed on you uh, by life when you live, a, you know, separate from Jesus. You know, we we look at the commandments that God gave us, and everybody sees them as restrictive. It's quite the opposite. 
the commandments that we were given were given to us so that we could live the best life that we possibly can. Don't, the obvious ones. Don't steal. Don't murder. Don't covet. You know, but idols. Like, we look at the idols that people have in their life. When people make an idol out of money, look at what happens to them. Like, look at, look, just look at celebrities. Look at some of the ultra wealthy and rich and just look at what happens to these people. Their soul, over time, literally degenerates out of their body. You know what I mean? When you create idols in your life, and idols can look like a man or a woman in a relationship. Idols could be money. Idols could be things. Idols could be ways that you spend your time. When we create idols in our life, it completely and totally drains us of our purpose. You know, we look at the uh, laws against sexual promiscuity. Well, okay, so, you know, right now we live in a culture where it's like, yeah, empowerment. Have sex with everybody all the time. What's the byproduct of that? Hollowness emptiness from an emotional and spiritual standpoint, hollowness, emptiness, uh, a lot of times pain associated with the, when those relationships that you gave with somebody that you gave yourself away to when those relationships fail, the pain and suffering as a result of having given yourself to somebody that's no longer in your life. The it becomes it could be very addictive. The addictive nature of, of pornography and living a highly sexualized life where you have a lot of sexual partners and then you look at the physical unwanted pregnancies that many times end up in the murder of the child because that's what abortion is it's, it's murdering kids it's murdering babies you're murdering babies there's no other way oh it's not a baby yet yes yes it is you idiot if, if they found a clump of cells on mars what would they call it they call it discovering life it's a life form you kill the life form just say it Go have your abortion, but don't don't go have your abortion. That's forgive me for even saying that. What I mean is is that, like, if you did it, just admit it. You killed something, right? So that's another that's another byproduct, horrible byproduct, and then diseases. You know, look at look, man, look at the diseases uh, that people, especially people that are living outside of God's law. Uh, look at how many of them have diseases. Like, have you seen these HIV AIDS commercials? You know what I mean? For these these medications. That's what happens when you live outside of God's law. You know, it's so funny. People are like, oh, the Bible's not scientific. You know, in Leviticus, like 2000 BC, they were talking about washing your hands with running water and separating the sick out of the camp. Leviticus was talking about this. 2000 BC plus and you look at <laughs> science just recently figured that out the past couple hundred years like oh man because dude like the black plague they kept the sick person in with the family and oh why is everybody dying it's like if you would have followed God's law a lot of those people might not have died and now we follow it we just don't want to say we now we just call it so it's science no God's law so when you live a life outside of God's law, you're going to experience suffering, disease, death, illness, sickness. Now, all of this happens either way because we live in a fallen world, but it happens in much greater quantities and much more often to those and much more violently to those who choose and actively live outside of the law of God. So to be a well-rounded person, number one, it starts with your relationship 
with God, your creator, what you are made from, like literally an image bearer. So that's number one. Number two, I think a person uh, that is well-rounded is well-read, is well-read. You know, I think uh, there are certain classics everybody should read, classic pieces of literature. I think a well-read person is somebody that's well-versed uh, in philosophy to a degree, somebody that's well-versed in history to a degree. I'm not saying you got to be a savant in any of these areas, but I do think that you have to have a strong philosophical, at least an, you don't have to agree. Like I've read Nietzsche, Nietzsche, plenty, and he hates Christians and he has his reasons. Uh, it's a lot of it has to do with how the Christian faith has been watered down. And a lot of people that are Christians, but claim to be Christians or pansies. Um, but uh, I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but I still have an understanding of it. I still read it, you know, and it just helps you be better equipped for debates. You know what I mean? I think somebody, so philosophy, history, you should have read a lot of these classics. Like the the brothers Karamazov or however you pronounce it. I don't know, these crazy names, man, these Russian names. By uh, Dotesky or whatever. I think uh, somebody's listening to this that knows how to pronounce it. It's just absolutely squirming in their skin right now. But, you know, classics like that, and, and there there are many others, obviously, but that's the first one that comes to mind. So I think a well-adjusted, well-rounded person is somebody that's well-read. Moby Dick, you know, I mean, you just got to read some of these books. There's good lessons in a lot of them uh, and good conversation pieces, too, to where you can actually bring depth uh, to your conversation. I think a well-rounded person spends a lot of time on their physical development. Somebody that spends a lot of time, uh, you know, with their diet, their exercise, what goes in of their body and what they do with their body. I don't think that you could be considered a well-rounded individual if you are obese or fat and out of shape or overly, as a man, skinny and useless and effeminate. You know what I mean? You, I don't, I don't know how many like truly powerful men of old were like physically unfit. You know, there's plenty that were, but the ones I admire and look up to were the ones that could not only defend themselves intellectually and spiritually, but could defend themselves physically. I think to be a well-rounded person, and again, we talked about this in the Man's Man's episode, you need to be a physical specimen, I believe. You need to be a physical specimen. I think a well-rounded person, especially a man, should train in the martial arts couple times a month worst case best case couple times a week i really do i really do so a well-rounded individual a well-rounded person number one strong connection with their creator with god number two is a person that is well-read well-versed in different topics and subjects has read most of the classics has a good understanding of uh, history and philosophy i think you should have a good understanding of science and mathematics I really do I think that's very, very important. You know, again, not, not just for the sake of having conversation, but also being able to understand or at least rationalize to some degree the world around you. To be able to put things into words properly, to be able to teach, like I can't wait to be able to start to teach my daughter concepts about the universe and life and just why things are the way that they are. So well-rounded person is well-read. A well-rounded person is a physical specimen. I think a well-rounded person is one that wants to begin a family. 
is one that wants to begin a family. Whenever I look at somebody that's in their advanced age, and, and this is not to insult anybody because there's people that listen that are probably older and don't have kids. But whenever I look at somebody that's grown older, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond, and has no family, you just, it looks like something is missing around that person. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. That's not what I'm saying. Not having a family doesn't make you any less of a human being. That's not the point. The point is, is that there's something missing. You could just see it. I'm telling you, there's a lie out there right now that kids are expensive and they're, you know, you got to give up your life and it's going to, it's such, it's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. Again, if you don't have kids or you're on the fence and you're listening to this, I promise you it is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. These six weeks have been the best six weeks of my life, man. Without a doubt. So I think a well-rounded person has to desire or have a family. Somebody that's... What What greater... What are we here to do? You know what I mean? Like, even, from, even if you didn't believe in God from a biological standpoint, like, that's what you're wired to do. It's one of the greatest blessings. It's one of the hardest things to do. And that's why many people didn't just say it, okay? Just say, if you don't want kids and you don't want a family, you just don't want to do something that's hard. You're probably just doing a lot of other, or avoiding a lot of other hard things in your life as well. Let's just put it that way. You should want children. You should desire to start a family. You should desire to start a family. Again, there's so many lies surrounding this now. It's a curse, the curse of wicked, evil feminism. Wicked, evil, detestable, disgusting feminist ideology has convinced young women kids are expensive. You got to give yourself up. It's kids for a woman is the very fulfillment of what it means to be a woman. I don't care what society says now. Why would we believe anything society has to say anymore when we tell people that if a guy puts on a dress, he's a woman? That makes him a woman. Shut up. So tired of this, these lies. So whatever society says not to do, do it. And whatever society says don't or to do, don't do it. I promise. Just do the opposite of what everybody else is doing and you'll find peace, happiness, and success. It's ridiculous. This lie we've been told. These poor young girls having their minds twisted and perverted by feminism and wicked ideology that somehow you've got to sacrifice yourself to become a mother. That's the very fulfillment of what it means to be a woman. It's the very fulfillment of what it means to be a woman is to become a mother. One of the most beautiful, it's like the, it's like the butterfly. Like when a woman becomes a mother, it's that beautiful, just that change, that metamorphosis. I've seen it in my wife. There's a, there's a physical, emotional, mental, and even spiritual change when that happens. You gotta want to start a family. You have to. I don't. I don't think it's an option. So to be well, well, and I understand there are people out there that can't. That can't. There are women out there that are unfortunately barren is such a harsh word. I think, but un, uh, unable to have children. There are men that are unable to to produce children. You know, that's it's just uh, it's very sad, and that doesn't make you any less of a person. If that's you, you can always adopt. You can always adopt. 
You know what I mean? So, what else? I think a well-rounded individual is in some capacity involved in an organization that does good for other people. Like whether it's your church, outreach, whether it's a non-profit, like a real good one, or whether you just got a group of individuals that donate time and money. I think a well-rounded person is part of an organization that invests back into their community. And I have controversial takes on this. I do. Uh, I don't believe... They're, they're, okay, there's two camps of thought in my head. There's a missionary camp, and then there's a very uh, tribalistic camp in my head of ideas. There are two separate camps of ideas that are at war with one another. You know, the missionary camp says we should go out into the world, as we're called to do as Christians, spread the good news and help people. But the other camp, the tribalistic camp, is like, we don't need to go out in the world. Look next door. <laughs> Look at our country's broken, destitute, in despair. The United States is a collapsing empire. Maybe we need to start looking within. You know what I mean? So that's that's something that I struggle with that I wrestle with. Uh, do both, I guess. Do both for now until we find the answer, find our calling, our purpose. But I think a well-rounded individual is part of a group of individuals, some kind of organization that is very altruistic and goes, goes out of their way and spends time, money, and other resources to help people, to make the world a better place. I think a well-rounded individual has a good relationship with their parents. Regardless of what they did or did, my parents were amazing. So awesome. Uh, but there are a lot of people out there that don't have good relationships with their parents. And there's a lot of biblical um, warnings against, you know, uh, in Old Testament times, if you cursed your mother or father for any reason, they would kill you. That's what the, that's what the law said. Obviously, we don't do that anymore. Um, and I understand it's some of your parents were awful. <laughs> some of your parents were terrible. You know, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, again, anger and, and, and holding grudges, like holding on to hot coals and expecting to burn the other person. You're only doing more damage to yourself. So I think if, you're rela if your relationship with your parents is decent, you're not making any efforts to make it any better. Shame on you because there's people out there that either don't have parents or have bad relationships with their parents. But to those of you that are in that situation with no, well, obviously no parents, nothing you can do about that, but a bad relationship with your parents, you know, I believe at some point as an adult, it becomes your responsibility. It becomes your responsibility. That's going to be a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. Very tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. But I think a well-rounded person has a good relationship, honors their mother and father, shows them respect, spends time with them, goes out of their way to call them, text them, shoot them a message, tell them that they love them. You know, I think that's a big piece of it too. So, um, I mean, I, there's so many other things we could go into. You know, the world would tell you that. A good person is informed. <laughs> They're informed. Oh, you mean informed? You mean they just read the information that's shoved down their throats every day and just blindly accept it as fact? <laughs> I think a well-rounded person is not a Democrat or Republican, does not subscribe to the twisted system, the broken system. I'm a Democrat. Blue. I'm a Republican. Red. It's just such an elementary concept, principle. These grown adults look like fools. 
fools arguing over colors. And it's so funny, both sides of the spectrum, while you're battling to fly their flag behind the scenes, is absolutely effing you. They hate you. They don't care about you. <laughs> and you're out here flying their flag with their bumper stickers and their names in your front yard and they hate you. They could care less about you. Foolish to be political. I am not a political person. I hate politics. I loathe both sides. Both sides. Democrats, liberals a little bit more. But I also think hardcore MAGA Republicans are the cringiest, goofiest, most just, oh, they just give such a bad name to the right. Just so stupid, you know. But it's tough, man. It's tough. But I don't think politics has any place in a well-rounded person. <laughs> that's just me. No, that's just fact. That ain't just me. That's fact. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's it for now. I could probably expound on some of these ideas in more detail in other episodes, but I think for now that sums that up. If you focus on those things right there, everything else in your life will fall into place. I, I do. Oh, a well-rounded person should know how to make money. Well-rounded person should know how to make money. Yep. You got to know how to make money. You got to know how to survive in this world. You know, or if you don't need to know how to make a whole lot of money, you should be able to live very self-sustainably. Like off the land. I think a well-rounded person either has a lot of money, knows how to make good money, or is very self-sustained, knows how to live off the land at very low cost, or both. Or both. Ideally, both. That's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be the weapon that knows how to make a bunch of money. Pretty much got that down now, but that's what I'm working on is how to be completely self-sustainable. How to completely support myself without anybody or anything, right? Other than my family and my community. So, all right. I love you guys. Longer episode today. Hopefully uh, it made a difference in some of your lives. Let's get it.